Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Amanda Jefferson. And I'm Brooke Forey. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, and real-life experiences and fails of trying to be good enough-ish. As busy, tired, flawed people attempting to keep it all together with some joy and fun in the mix. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I help clients defrazzle, organize, and declutter one-on-one. I have a brand new online course called Organized Every Day, and I speak to groups about how to quit the shoulds and live more courageously. And I created the Balance Bound Planner and line of stationary products that help you get organized and prioritize self-care so you can be a better human for everyone and everything else in your life. Balance Bound exists under the umbrella of Curious and Company Creative, a boutique branding design firm that I co-own. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. And you can email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Now let's start the show. Let's do it. Brooke, I'm excited about today's topic. Me too. Because, oh, it's so big for me right now. We're going to talk about home design mm-hmm. and kind of home improvement. So much to talk about. So much. The reason why I wanted to talk about this right now is because we just did a big project in our new house that I never thought I would utter these words, but we hired an interior designer. And it is so good. You're sitting in it right now. I am. You're not sitting in the main room where it all happened, but there were definitely things that happened in here. I just never thought that I would be the type of person that would hire an interior designer. That just didn't feel like it was within reach. But you and I will probably talk about this a lot in our podcast, but we're reading a book together Mm -hmm. called We Should All Be Millionaires. Not who wants to be a millionaire? Every time as. I think about the book, I always say, "Who wants to be a millionaire?" Different, totally different, totally thing. different mm-hmm. thing. Um, this is "We Should All Be Millionaires" by Rachel Rogers, and it really encourages women, in particular, to make million-dollar decisions. Yes, and you know, I was thinking about it because a lot of times when clients hire me, they're making a big investment too. Yeah. I think a lot of times client, clients of mine are thinking like, oh, I'm not the type of person that would ever hire a professional organizer. That's for the person that's, you know, organizing their $500 heels and their, you know, Gucci bags and all that kind of stuff. But everyday people just like me hire professional organizers all the time because they realize they're completely overwhelmed and they just don't have the expertise or the stamina or the ability to take on a project like that themselves. And that was our case. We moved into this house. We've moved in with um, my mom's moved in and we had a dining room, but like nobody uses their dining room these days, right? Not like a traditional old school dining room. No. Right. So, and we all have different, you know, like Isabel's making slime and my mom likes to do puzzles and Fernando likes to read. And so we had this idea that we wanted it to be more like a library, kind of a multi-purpose room, but we had no idea where to start. Yeah. And 
we got kind of lucky because we sold our home in the kind of boom that was happening last year. So we had a little bit of extra that we wouldn't have normally had to throw towards something like yeah. this. And combining households. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, I love my focus method that I talk about all the time. And the O in the focus method is outsource. And I just realized that I wasn't getting anywhere Googling this. I wasn't getting anywhere. Like, it just... I was like, I want it to look amazing. And so I hired an interior. I ha- I told Fernando, I have an interior designer now. It's mm-hmm. like I treat her like she's like on my staff or something. <laughs> um, her name is, uh, well, the company is Sierra James Design, based here in Westchester. And it was just, it, the whole process was really, really fun. Um, and so we had our big reveal this week. We'll have to put some pictures on the show notes. Yeah, I'll take some pictures while I'm here today. It looks so good. And it's like... It's one of those things, it looks pulled together. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I always love your style and your home, but there's something about it that just like, mm, it really feels, it feels done. Yeah. And I totally know what you mean. That sometimes when you do stuff like that yourself, you know, it's just, it can be a slow process, which is good because you want to cultivate a certain look and you want to collect items that you love, but sometimes it just never feels finished unless someone has like a deadline for you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It was really, really, and it was cool too, because it felt like being on a reality show because basically, you know, they come over and then they look at your space and then they look all over the house to see what else you have. And then they put together what's called a design board where they say, this is what we think that you should buy. And then they buy everything and all these boxes start showing up at your house. And then you have an install day. So it's kind of like a reality show. Like they kicked us out for Mm -hmm. the day. And um, when I came home, I got to have the big reveal. And it was so funny because they had shopped all over my house. They had stolen a lamp from Mm -hmm. this room and they stole the mirror from this room and they stole, you know, a plant from my office. And it was just really cool to see their brilliant design expertise and then incorporating so many of our pieces. It made me feel like it's not this artificial room that's not me. It's yeah. all of our stuff too. And we all had a say in putting it all together. So it feels like it's our room. Yeah. And like I said, when I walked into it, I was like, it just, all of your pieces, like your artwork and everything, it all just kind of fits together. And um, yeah, the way that they just pulled different elements in. Like you said, there's some objects that were your mom's Mm -hmm. that are your mom's and some books and like the art and the furniture. It all just, mm, it's exciting. I know. I know. And I, I'm just, I'm proud of myself that I did that because I feel like, you know, this book is encouraging me to look back at some of, you know, the way that we think about money and the way that we were raised to think about money. And I think, uh, you know, me five years ago, I was a little bit more of a penny pincher and I would have never thought about making this. But, you know, there's so many home improvement costs that we have to make that are just as expensive that aren't fun at all. Like getting your roof redone or no, I mean, some people pay like 15, $20,000 to redo their roof, you know? And so you have to do that, but (laughs) like, why not, you know, invest some money in things that really spark joy. A book that I really enjoy um, is Joyful by Ingrid Fettel Lee. And she talks a lot about injecting joy into your life and into your home. I don't remember if it was Ingrid in her book or another KonMari consultant, but they said, KonMari is like weeding the garden and then 
this sort of this idea of joyful is like planting planting the flowers. Yeah. And I felt like I had always been good at weeding the garden, but then I was like, what do I do with the garden? Yeah. And so I've planted some flowers. I love it. And they're beautiful. I know. I've never worked with a designer, um, uh, an interior designer. And like, I feel like I have, I know what I like, but I never, I had a hard time pulling it together in terms of our home. So I actually bought something last year that I think, I don't know if I've ever actually shown you, showed you the binder itself. I bought one. That's right. I did. Oh, that's right. That's right. Before you ended up hiring the designer. Correct. Um, so I definitely thought about hiring a designer, but I thought I came across this thing. I kept getting these targeted ads on like Instagram and Facebook for this designer in a binder. Yeah. I was like, designer in a binder? What's this? So I looked into it. It was a pretty low investment. It was under $100. I think I paid for like the level that it's this binder that gives you some guides on how to, you know, figure out scale and furniture yes. and just how, pulling all of those pieces together because I know what I like, but I tend to get overwhelmed pulling everything together in a cohesive way. Yeah. I get, you know, just a little like, ah, I don't know what to focus on. So this binder that has all of this information and some tools and some guidance um, you know, you can buy just the binder on its own. You can buy just the PDF file, I think. I bought the level that was the binder, and it also gives you access to this private Facebook group yep, with I people got the binder too. Yep. who are doing the same, you know, type of projects. And it really helps just to have that sounding board of people that understand, you know, the the struggle, but also the fun of making your home your own. So I ended up buying this. Um, it's from Tasha.Kaleidoscope on Instagram. Mm. Um, it's her product. And it was really, really useful for me because it just helped me pull all of those things together. Like you said, the designer made a mood board for you. Mm -hmm. I, you know, put together my own mood board and it was a slow process. I was collecting art. You know, I had the Pinterest board for years of the things that I liked. And then I never actually implemented them or did yeah. anything because – our home, we had rented our home for years, and then we had an opportunity to buy it from our landlord, and we did. But suddenly, you know, when you're a renter, all of those kind of little quirks that yeah. are just there, you kind of – you just learn to overlook them. Suddenly, when you own that home, <laughs> those quirks – Those are your quirks. Really come into full focus. Yeah. And all those little things that drove me nuts really started to bother me. And then the pandemic hit. And I was, you know, anxious about everything going on in the world and stuck in my house. Yeah. And so those little quirks or the things that I didn't love or, you know, just things that I had neglected about the way our house looked for years, you know, just having young kids really started to get to me. So I, I got my, you know, got – I just started to feel like everything was coming together with the help of the designer in a binder, made my mood board – really looked at my Pinterest board and figured out, okay, what are the actual things that can go together in like a single aesthetic? Yeah. Um, I ordered all the various swatches for the couches and things like that. And yeah, so you're such like a get it done type of person. But I felt like I wasn't until I had yeah. some guidance yes. because I had collected all of this inspiration for years and did nothing with it. Yeah. So, you know, before the end of 2021, that was one of my goals for 2021 was to really like finish our living room, dining room area that's connected. And 
I felt like I really did. I'm still adding some things to it. I've started just buying artwork, like prints and things that I see when I like them rather than seeking them out when I need them. Mm. So now- So where do you put those prints? Like, do you have like a spot in your house where you keep them and, or do you like bring it home and like pop it on the wall? Um, I have a couple of prints that I bought recently that I don't have frames for yet, but they're just kind of tucked behind my desk in my little office area. Yeah. Um, But I hope to buy frames for them soon. And I don't go crazy with framing. Like I don't do custom frames. Michael's has such good frames. Do you go there for frames? I do sometimes. Honestly, I usually do frames from Target. Yeah. I like their frames. If I buy a standard size frame, but I have artwork that's a custom size, my trick is to go to Michael's, get a custom sized frame, Mm. but put it in this, or sorry, mat. Thank you. Right? Get the custom size mat. Yep. But put it in a standard frame. It's so much cheaper. Because a custom frame can cost you a couple hundred bucks. Hundreds, hundreds. Yeah. I don't have that kind of cash. So we do, you know, I, I make sure that it looks obviously like the mat fits with the artwork, but then you're spending a lot less money if yeah. you just do the custom mat inside a standard frame. So um, yeah, I'll probably buy frames for that artwork soon and then, you know, just find a place for find it in my place. home. But once I started doing the designer in a binder and just like really honing in on a color palette and things, it just takes the guesswork out of it. Like if I see a piece of art that I like, I can look at it, I can look at the colors and know that's going to go in my home Boom, done, buy it, and you'll find a place for it. Yeah, and also like the hanging of it, being good enough-ish about that. Yeah. I've So many people, and myself included, were, well, won't hang th- anything for years. Yeah. I don't know. That, like I have become a huge fan of the imperfect gallery wall. Me too. Right? Like just a gallery wall of, you know, the frames don't have to match, and this might be Isabel's artwork combined with the picture of a tree, combined with whatever. But just making it kind of like letting the haphazardness of the gallery wall just be kind Kind of fun and loose and easy. So I think, yeah, just kind of tossing things up on the wall yeah. and letting it be good enough-ish, you know? I love the gallery walls. You have some great ones in your home. Yeah. And um, that was my big, like, standout thing in, in our living room design, too. And you're right. We had, we had the walls painted. We got the new sofa. We got the new rugs. And it took me, like, a couple months. That was where that um, – you know, 2021 deadline came in. It was like December 9th. I was like, all right, got to hang this stuff on the wall. But I spent like a Saturday afternoon figuring out yeah. generally where everything was going to go. I used, I have some some methods for doing the gallery wall. Yeah, what do you do? I do the, Martha Stewart had this method years ago. I don't know if she made it up or if that's just where I saw it. But like using um, just like craft paper that's the same size as oh, your frame, uh-huh. putting that on the wall. With where like some you painters want it, tape with painters okay. tape to figure out general placement and then you can even mark on the craft paper oh, where the holes like, where the hook the hook on the frame is yes so then you can actually just put a nail in the Stop paper it. and then That's you take next the paper level. off it is but you That's know good. What? i think i did it all i think my husband helped me with one or two things but i did the whole gallery wall myself without needing too much help um, except for like a couple things I couldn't reach. And I think there's only one or two holes back there that aren't <laughs> supposed to be there. Like <laughs> things that I put in the Nobody wrong place. Nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know. But I think, I feel like that's 
pretty good. Yeah. For the number of pieces, I I don't have it in front of me, but there's like maybe 18 pieces of artwork. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, you're good at a gallery wall. That's where your design really comes in handy it there. Yeah. yeah, but it was like I just needed the hand-holding to figure out how that went with the furniture and the yeah. rugs and the, how it all came together. So Yeah, the thing that I really liked about the designer in, the, in a binder – and I can see that it's playing out in that room, is that idea of finding one signature piece. Yeah. Like it might be a rug or a piece of artwork or a chair that has like the textures and the colors that really kind of is the like the inspiration piece that will pull it all together. Yeah. Um, because when I was originally thinking about trying to do this on my own, I was like, oh. I think, like, for example, where we're sitting right now, Fernando picked this rug out at Marshall's. I love it. And I love, like, the reds and the grays and the yellow. And once we figured that out, we were like, oh, okay, so then we could do these cushions and these things on the wall. But having that one signature piece really kind of made a difference for, you know, for that. So so what was the signature piece in, in the new library? The I don't study? know. I'd be, interesting to, I'd be interested to see how they pulled it all. But it seems like the rug could yeah. be. Like when you look at the rug, you're like, oh, my gosh. Well, there – because the sea salt is the color on the walls, which apparently was the same color that you had. Mm -hmm. And my designer told me that – my designer. This is how I speak about her now. Um, <laughs> my designer told me that like the the – paint color changes throughout the day. It's a really dynamic color. So I can see all of the colors. And so I I can't imagine that they've discovered this rug after the fact. It yeah. seems like it was maybe one of the bigger yeah. like inspiration pieces, but. I love it. My main inspiration piece in our living room, which really, you know, leads into our dining room was this art print uh, by the artist Kitty McCall. Mm. She is like a amazing uh, surface pattern and graphic kind of artist and I love her work she's based in the UK and I've been following her on Instagram for years mm. and she has pictures she has posted pictures of her home that I'm like I want to live I want to go to there like yeah. it's just it's it was perfect so I really I pulled a lot of elements of inspiration from her actual home yeah but I was like okay if I want my home to have that kind of same eclectic but warm but colorful vibe I really want to start with one of her prints. Mm. So I, you know, found one that I loved. And since now was, I really want to see this print. I know. How, yeah, I you haven't, I, don't, I guess don't you haven't I've, been to my house since I, I did it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> but <laughs> I also ordered a pillow from her collection. Um, so it like the pillow plays off of the print, plays off of the sofa, plays off of the rug. Like yeah. it's just, it's, it's good. so good. But you know, it was the first time that I really had that single element that was going to like every single thing I buy for the room has to go with that. Mm. And then I know it's going to go with everything else. So wait, do you like have a picture of that print that you carry around in your phone or something like that so that you can kind of hold it up against pillows and things like that? Or yeah, is it just, I did. did. I had yeah. an inspiration board like that I had created, you know, through the guidance of the designer in a binder. And um, I kept it on my phone that it had the picture of the print, the sofa, because mm. we got like a cobalt blue velvet sofa. So I really knew how it was all going to tie together. Yeah. And I definitely referenced it a lot. It especially came in handy when I was buying a rug. Like I ended up buying three and returning two of them. Yeah. Where'd you get your rugs? Amazon. Yeah. Um, one I had ordered from Target that I loved, and it was softer and cozier than the Amazon ones, but – 
the colors just weren't right. Yeah. So a rug was something I really had to see in the space. Yeah. But knowing that like the print was the main thing that wasn't going anywhere. Love was like that. this print is staying. So building off of that really helped me finalize the rug. Yeah. I really want to see this print. And mm-hmm. I'm laughing because tell us, I tell us what Nick called the first couch that you got. Didn't you guys get a first couch and it was a bust? He called it the park bench. Oh, the park bench. Yes. Because that's how comfortable it was. It was not (laughs) super comfortable. So we ordered a couch from Joybird. It was, I thought it was the perfect size for the room. It was a bit too large. Um, We ended up sending it back, which they were really great. I mean, it wasn't just that it was too large and uncomfortable it was that it was like unstable like i would be sitting at one end and nick would be sitting at the other end and he would like scratch his arm and the whole couch shook i'm like this is not this is not the stability i was hoping for for this investment because it was not cheap no not inexpensive yeah so the people at joybird i worked with them to exchange it and so we got something slightly smaller i am happy to report is it is less like a park bench it Mm -hmm. is much more comfortable Mm -hmm. And it is much more stable. If someone itches their arm now on the other side of the couch, I do not feel it. Yeah. I mean, I just think you should tell Nick not to itch his arm in general. I you mean, know, you like know, just it's really like, can come you on, just Nick. sit still? Come on, yeah. sit still, Nick. <laughs> okay. So you've just passed me your phone. So is this the, that's the one in the center? The, the large print the large in, the center, print in the center. And I'll have to share that like in our show notes yeah. or on our Instagram. That is the final result of, of uh, the home Love it. Home refresh. Yeah. So, you know, it just, I'm so much more proud of our home now when people come over. My friend Stacy came over the other day and was like, I love your house. And that means so much to me now because, Mm -hmm. like, I did that. I I pulled it all together. um, And I just feel like it's such a better representation of me and us. And it feels warm. And I have, like, my kids' artwork on the wall mixed in with. The professional artwork so yeah yeah we have some of our daughter's artwork on the wall too and we have our because my husband is an artist and isabel is an artist and my mother-in-law is an artist so we have a lot of their stuff scattered around too so that's really fun yeah you have to make it personal no matter what like just making sure that you have things that you know relate to your family or your travels i think that's really important so yeah, for me, Brooke, the big takeaway was make the investment. Yeah. You know, if you have, you know, don't nickel and dime yourself. If you have the funds to do something, whether it be a designer and a binder where you're doing like more of a DIY approach, but it's with a lot more support Yeah, or to really, you know, because it just wasn't my zone of genius. It wasn't something that I had the time or energy, but I really, really wanted to create a space that felt really good for all of us. So that was a huge takeaway for me. The return on investment of this has been huge. Yeah. And I think, you know, something that your designer did was kind of pair higher end pieces with lower end pieces. Like you have some things that are from Wayfair or yes. Target Ikea or Home Depot. Target. Yeah. But then you have like a beautiful piece from Anthropology too. Yeah. So I think that's important to remember too. Like you don't have to go all in on every single thing. You really, you invested in the designer, you invested in a few key pieces, but not everything has to be expensive. It just has to bring you joy. Yes. Exactly. Exactly what you said. You know, I was so impressed and thankful that she was willing to, you know, and I didn't even tell her. I only wanted, she came up with choices from Target and Ikea, and that was awesome. And it made the whole process so much more accessible. So, yay. Well, we'll share James and her team. We love her. Okay. Um, 
Should we take a break? Let's take a break. All right. We'll be back. You're listening to Good Enough-ish Podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. So, Brooke, we had a special um, guest for our break today. It was very cute. Um, So today is, as we're recording, is Take Your Kid to Work Day. Mm -hmm. And for me, that means take your kid to your living room where you're recording a podcast day. Mm -hmm. So Isabel got to record our little break, which (laughs) was was really fun. Very sweet. She said she's a professional now. Yeah. She liked liked the setup. And then tonight we're going into the office space that I share. And they're doing like a fun like scavenger hunt and that kind of – Yeah, I know. So that'll be fun. That's nice. So she was our guest today. Okay, Brooke, it's your turn to talk about what is sparking joy. What's sparking joy for you right now? So I was at Trader Joe's the other day. You know, I live near Trader Joe's. I go there a lot. Miss it. Don't rub it in. (sighs) Sorry. Um, But I came across these little uh, reusable lavender dryer bags that I was like, oh, I'm intrigued by these. I've used their dryer balls, the reusable dryer balls for years. I am very sensitive to scents. And like I – when I do laundry, I use free and clear detergent with okay. no scent. Yep. I do not like dryer sheets because I don't like the sort of chemically like yep. just fake smell. Yep. But I was like, ooh, lavender. I'm Wait a second. A just to back up for a mm-hmm. second. Did the dryer balls have a scent? No. Okay. No, they've always just been unscented, but they help distribute the okay. heat. Okay, okay. So I've always used those, but I was like, okay, let's add let's add some scent. All right. Um and I like I really enjoy the smell of lavender. It's very calming and this it has real like lavender dried lavender in it. So it's mm. not it's saying some cheapo lavender sachet we're talking about yeah, here. No, this no. is not artificial. So they are it comes in a box of 4. They apparently you can use each one for up to 10 dryer loads, so that's 40 Loads okay. of laundry. Good math. Excellent. And they're $4.99 for a box. Okay. I had a bit of a laundry backup last week. Mm-hmm. So somehow I was doing about 10 <laughs> loads of laundry over the course you of like two days. You used one satchel I in two used days. one and I really love it. It's like it's just that little hint of lavender. It's not too strong. It's mm-hmm. not overbearing. It doesn't make me want to gag like sometimes laundry smells do. So it's sparking a lot of joy. This is interesting. I feel like I can't picture what it looks like. So I need to, I need to, yeah, I need to check that out. I know you'll put it in the show notes. I have a weird thing with lavender. That's so funny. I know. You know, you know how some people have a weird thing with basil where it, or no, cilantro. Cilantro. People think it tastes like mm -hmm, soap. mm -hmm. It's like a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a weird thing with lavender. That's so odd. I think it's like the most pleasant smell. And I don't. And I I struggle because, you know, you get gifts all the time. Whenever anybody's trying to give you anything that's like, here's something to make you relax, it always smells like lavender. It's always like, oh, thanks. I can't stand the smell of it. I need to Google this if this is a thing because it seems strange. I'm missing out. You are missing out. I think it's my new little favorite thing to pick up at Trader Joe's. You know, I'm frequently kind of throwing some things in the cart that I don't need, but um, but this one was definitely a win. Yeah, um, and it's low investment. I will say that I have been using dryer balls, and I um, with the dryer balls came these like spray essential oils that mm. you can spray on the balls, and one of them is a lavender scent, and I like it. Oh, 
Okay. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know. They got maybe it. it's real lavender is the problem. For I it. don't okay. know. We're gonna have to dig deeper yeah, into gonna, this. This is. I know all of our listeners are really wanting to know more. They're on the edge of, of their, their seats. seats about what's happening with that. The, yeah. the last little thing I want to mention about these um, little dryer bags, like the little sachets, is that I was looking up the link for them um, in preparation for this show, and I learned something else that they can do. What can they do? It says, after several dryer loads, simply sprinkle the florets, florets, whatever, the uh-huh. dried lavender, yeah. on your carpet and vacuum them up for an instant room refresher. Oh. So double duty. Once I'm done done with putting them through the laundry, they've kind of lost a little bit of their oomph. oomph. You can just put them on your floor, vacuum them up. So I'm into it. All right. So have you haven't vacuumed yet, though, because you only just got through I one. only just got them. Yeah. yeah. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, there's a whole cult also behind, like, bounce dryer sheets. Mm. And, you know, you can put bounce dryer sheets, like, in your shoes, Oh, to yes. keep them fresh. And I think there's all kinds of like cool uses for, yeah. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's- We're going to have to dig deeper into what other uses there are for dryer sheets and why you don't like lavender, but you don't mind the lavender spray. Which that is you so got. odd, right? Yeah, I think it's, I it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I just got some new dryer sheets that they're supposed to be like, I think that, I don't know what brand they are, but they are supposed to like repel pet hair. Mm. Seems oh, like a tall. Yeah. <laughs> Pictures of it. Yeah, because I'm a lover of black and I have a white dog. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that creates some problems. And you have some cats and you have a visiting dog right yes, now. Yes, we have a frequent visitor, visiting like dog in our home. Yeah. Menagerie here. Yeah, we got all, they're li- are they literally all around us right now? No, that was your foot. I thought it was <laughs> I thought there was a dog at my feet. There is a dog right here, not by my feet. Oh, okay. I thought there's two. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, hi. Um <laughs> Everybody's here. Um, So I'll let you know if it's repelling. All right. Yeah. Well, now that we've gotten that intriguing discussion out of the way, tell me what are you doing for future – (laughs) No. What? I didn't put it – What is – What do we say here? I know. Brooke can never do this. No. No. What is – do your yeah, future say it, se- go for it. Mm-hmm. Do your future self a favor, Amanda. What are you doing to <laughs> You know what I mean? I know what you mean. What is something that I'm doing now to do my future self a favor? So, yes, I do. I feel like travel is a big topic for me right now because it's a season of travel and we're going to start camping a lot this summer. Mm-hmm. With camping, you need a lot of good travel hacks. So one thing that I love to do that does my future self a favor and does my clients a future self their future selves a favor is having a travel drawer or a travel area. Because a lot of times these things that we take when we travel are mixed in with other things. So like earplugs are with toiletries and chargers are with electronics, but what if instead of having them spread all over the place you put them all together in a travel drawer. Mm -hmm. So like I said, we do a lot of camping. We also do a lot of house sitting where we house sit for a friend of mine and I tend to be over there a lot. So I actually have double of almost everything, like my shampoo and even my makeup and my contact juice, which (laughs) contact juice. I don't know where I, does anybody else say contact juice? I don't, I call it contact solution, but it kind of going on the whole juice 
thing. My husband always jokes because I always seem to be buying more contact solution. Yeah, you go through his, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, because yeah. you, mean, you really use it every douse, night. Dousing them. And his joke is always like, do you drink that stuff? Like, because I go through <laughs> it so quick. So maybe it is contact juice. Contact but, juice. Yeah. Yeah. Don't drink at home. No, um, do, definitely do not drink it. No. <laughs> Although it's just saline solution. No, right? not the stuff I use. Oh. I use the clear care that's like, it's got oh. the red tip that it's like, don't put this in your eye. That sounds intense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it it is intense, but it gets them real clean. Maybe I don't, I don't know if I'm using the right contact juice. Okay. We'll talk about that okay. off here. Yeah. All right. Um. So anyway, I have a travel drawer, and I love it. Yeah. Because I'm you know a I'm like a com- creature comfort 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 creature of comfort. There you go. Okay. You got it. And I like to have my little comforts. I want to have my charger. I want to have my reading lamp. I want to have my makeup. So I love being able to. So I have a client that travels a lot and I had her do a travel drawer and it's just in her bedside table on the bottom and her favorite headphones and like all that kind of stuff is in there. And that is a huge time saver when you're trying to pack. I don't have a travel drawer, but I do keep, um, you know, on our last episode, we talked about those clear pouches that we use for a lot of things. Yep. I do keep one or two of those filled with some travel basics, contact juice, yes. um, you know, a razor and, and like travel toothbrushes. So I'm not always like taking the same toothbrush back and forth. Um, I keep that in our linen closet so that when I am packing for like a trip to go see my in-laws, which we go like probably about once a month because they live about two hours away. Um, so I can just kind of grab that. So it's not in a drawer per se. Yeah. But I do like to keep it kind of ready to go. Um, and actually something, a little offshoot of this, something I've started doing is leaving some things just at their house because yeah. we go about once a month. They recently moved into a slightly larger home. And so I keep my contact solution there. I keep some saline solution. I keep a pair of slippers there uh, because my feet are always cold. And um, like I didn't want to be packing my big yeah. clunky slippers because I've got like the Minnetonka that like cover the ankles. I don't like, know I'm, what that is. I'm very serious about my what did slippers. You just say? Minnetonka, it's okay. the brand. Okay. I, I will I will share them with you. If my feet are cold, the rest of me cannot warm up. Yeah. And my feet are always cold. So I started getting um these Minnetonka slipper slippers and they were like shearling lined or whatever. And oh. they're amazing. But so when I needed one pair was kind of like worn down, but they weren't like they're trash. a good, they're a good, um, yeah, second, second pair. Yeah, yeah. So I now leave that second pair at my in-law's house, so I don't have to pack my contact solution. Perfect. I don't have to pack my slippers, and there's a couple other basics I feel like I've been leaving there. So yeah. I just kind of tuck them in a little corner, and so it's Love less it. to pack. Yes. Um. You know, obviously you're not going to Chile quite as often, so right. what, you know. But we do actually keep some stuff there. Like for example. We keep like a converter and an adapter. And oh, we yeah. have like a pair of Isabel's swim goggles for the pool. And she has arts and crafts and everything that she keeps there. So sometimes we do actually have like a little drawer. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. All about the travel drawer or the um, frequent visitor drawer. Yeah. And it also gives you a nice spot. Like, you know, when you go to the dentist and they give you the little teeny tiny flosses yes. and the little teeny tiny toothpastes and things like that, it gives you a place to put those things. Yes. Instead I, of mm-hmm. one thing I do not want to encourage people to do because I've cleaned out so many closets that have this is they, you come home from the hotel and you bring the little travel bottle of shampoo. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I've seen so many bins full of half used hotel shampoo 
shampoo and conditioner and people tell themselves they're going to take them on their trips and then they don't and then five years pass and they're gross. Yeah. So I'm very particular about like the shampoos and products that I use because my hair is curly. Yes. And so I do keep a little travel size, like one that I filled up myself. I bought some of the little yeah. containers and I put the little label on it yep. that says conditioner, but it's my conditioner. I do leave that full in one of my clear pouches for when we go Perfect. back and forth, but it's it's not a hotel one. No. As much as you think you're going to use those, you're never going to use You're never going to use Maybe body them. wash. I'll take a body wash from a hotel, but like we don't even stay in hotels that much. Right. But yeah, people, people stockpile that stuff. They're like, ooh, it's free. But it's like if you're not actually... If it's, if it's not your brand. No, I, I know. know. Yeah, you introduced me. Well, that's a whole other episode, the curly stuff, because you introduced me to that. Let's, yeah, you got to stick to your product there. I love the new travel bottles that are very easy to squeeze. Yes. You know, sometimes you get these travel bottles and they're not even squeezable. What the heck's the point? Trying to get conditioner out of like a cardboard box, you know? Well, it's, and some of the travel ones that they give you at a hotel are like so small that you only really get one or two hair washes out of it. So yeah. So just don't even. Yeah, I like the little squeezy with the newer like silicone ones. Those yeah. are so good. Squeezy. It's a um, technical term. Yeah, squeezy. Yeah. Squeezy. This was fun, Brooke. This was fun. I'm I'm so excited to learn about your travel drawer. Yeah. And I'm excited to dig deeper into this lavender thing with you. So it has to be a thing. Please write in to our email address and yes. tell us, do you also have a problem with lavender? Yeah. I will feel less alone. I feel like well, first of all, I always have this complex that I have a really hard time relaxing. Yeah. And so like then on on top of that, I don't, it's like I'm like opposed to relaxing. Right. And like lavender is specifically for relaxation. Right. And you're like, I don't even like the source of the relaxing. Right. Yeah. No. Something to ponder. <sighs> Something to ponder. We're also going to talk soon about like how to make ourselves rest because we're not, we're people that like, we're doers. We're doers. Movers and shakers. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely not going to be in a lavender bath, I'll tell you that no. much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> baths. That's another thing I don't do. Yeah. Well, I'm too big too for a bath. And you fit in a bath. You're teeny tiny, but I don't fit in baths. I just feel like, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's I, a whole I feel thing. That you got to clean the tub first, and then I feel like I'm freezing, more cold when I get you out get of a co- bath. You have a thing with the cold. I, I well, that we yes, let's have an episode about baths because you know it's all the rage now is cold plunging. Nope, nope. Yep, not. I'm very intrigued. No, I not, am. I'm not intrigued at all. I am so intrigued. Nope, cold plunging. I will hardly even get in the pool with my kids before August. But they say it regulates your nervous system. You could be regulating your nervous system, Brooke, and you're missing out on that opportunity. But I will be cold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being cold. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No. Well, stay tuned. We'll talk about that. Well, this was fun. This was so fun. Lots of tangents. Tangents.com over here. Yeah. All good right. enough-ish tangent. Tangents. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish or email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.